Hey y'all, we are Back to the Basket, a weekly NBA podcast where we discuss and dissect the best league in the entire world and all the hemispheres. I'm your host, Wahaj, and with me today, it's Kevin, aka Lil Kev. What up? Hello, world. And welcoming back, it's Richard, aka Richie Rich, aka Yips Consultant. Lunar Eclipse Edition. We're back at it again. We took a little bit of a hiatus. I mean, it felt like forever. I missed talking to you guys about the league in general. But uh, we have a lot to run down this episode, so let's get right into it. What do we got? Here we go. Call in the Entry Pass, which is our weekly segment where I update you on the latest and greatest news in the NBA. So I'm going to start us off here with some severe injury reports, and we'll just get it going from there. So uh, Victor Oladipo, star of the Indiana Pacers, has been diagnosed uh, with a ruptured right quad tendon. The road to recovery seems to be a 9- to 12-month process. So he'll be out for the remainder of the season and the foreseeable future. Um, the Indiana Pacers are currently the third seed in the East. Uh, any thoughts about that, fellas? Pour one out. Pour yeah. one out Rest for... In Rest in peace. To that quad or Oh, uh, to the quad. Um, this is going to make them fall out of the third spot, right? For sure. Like, uh, this, I see there's... That. They did play well without him for the for the nine games that he was missing. Um, albeit, if you looked at the schedule, they were schedule wins. But um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they retained that third seed. I I personally think they fall out, but I'm, I, that might be a low call. This is the Eastern Conference. Like who's going to take their spot? Pistons. Come on now. I was thinking that. But... Who's going to lead that charge, Reggie Jackson? Well, we'll, we'll see when we, when we get to mailbag. Also, one question I have before we move on from this, real quick. Who takes his spot? Who gets the minutes for Oladipo? Tyreek Evans? I see Tyreek Evans taking that. And, and you know what? Um, Oladipo went down that, with that injury in the first half against the Raptors. Um, and the second half, when the starting unit came out, I, I noticed Tyreek Evans was part of that lineup. So okay. I can see that as the, the future two. And do you, do you think they'll go back to more of the f- play style they had before um, Victor Oladipo kind of became MIP last year? Like, it was a little a lot of relying on Miles, a lot of, like, feeding Sabonis a little bit. Uh, now, actually, th- this year they have uh, one of the league's top defenses. Um, and Miles Turner is actually a shoe-in, probably top three candidate for Defensive Player of the Year this year, leading the league in blocks. Uh, there's a funny stat. Uh, I think Miles Turner has more blocks than the entire Cleveland Cavaliers. So, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. And just a little bit of context Pretty for good. our listeners in regards to this injury. This is an injury um, infamously shared by uh, Tony Parker and Charles Barkley, and we can see that after the after the injury, neither of them really regained um, their former selves or play style. So we'll. We'll see in the coming days what will happen in, in terms of his rehabilitation. The next one is uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, who was, uh, I believe, con- uh, diagnosed with a right hand... Right thumb injury, I believe, potential ligament damage, which he's getting second opinions on. And you know, that's one thing you don't want to hear is second opinions, but I mean... Uh, yeah, for my obviously outside of the situation, I would say that it isn't it isn't a second opinion to say he's fine. I actually think it's a second opinion to assess damage because that that's one of those um, play injuries where it'll bother you regardless of the play. Um, someone mentioned that it was his shooting hand that was yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna be unfortunate. As seen them. as you know by Victor Oladipo though, um, it's. It's not really a good idea to play through these injuries and things like that. You gotta 
really rehab it the right way because Victor Oladipo um, was he had a sore knee. He was out for about nine games earlier, and you know he just didn't seem the same when he came back. So it uh, it was widely stated, uh, you know, around the league that he may have come back too early, and you know we saw the the repercussions of that yeah. yesterday. So what what matters in this scenario is that Brooklyn has played really well lately. They're six in they the are killing now. It. What are they? And seventeen they, and five in their last last like, twenty one 20? games are sixteen and five. And wow. the problem is that Dinwiddie takes a charge off the bench because they need that bench scoring. Right. D'Angelo takes a little bit of a breather, so I think that's going to be tricky. I know Kuroks has been stepping up and Joe Harris has been playing okay, but they're really going to miss this. And I really hope that they don't fall out of the playoff race. Because of his injury, because I think it's going to take four to six weeks. That's what I'm. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, they're 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 only three up ahead of Charlotte for the seventh seed, and like it's not in danger. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And yeah, and four it's not up, a shade. Four up. Four up on. Four up on Miami. So we'll see how it goes. The next the next two weeks will be crucial to determining where they're actual like not set seating, but where they're fighting for. Let's hope it's not too long. Let's hope it's only four weeks. And he comes yeah. back healthy. I mean, they just can't catch a break, though, right? I, first Levert, and now Dinwiddie. They, their guards are just, you know, going down one after the other. Well, that's what that's what happens when when the league starts to skew towards very guard heavy, right? So, yeah, but the future is bright for these guys, so I think you're right. Just wait on these guys to fully get healthy, and then bring them back, incorporate exactly. them back. Into and the that's roster. how they've been taking uh, a lot of their injuries. If you if you notice, uh, last year D'Angelo Russell had a arthroscopic knee injury, and they're very hush about these injuries. They bring people back a lot later than than you know is assumed. And I don't know. They're, I'm a really yeah. big fan of what Kenny Atkinson and Sean Marks have done with this roster and how mm-hmm. they've developed internally. You're saying yeah. managing injuries, managing minutes, um, also with with drafting and getting all the picks back. I mean, just a really overall oh, yeah. well-run franchise now. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so on a more positive note, uh, New Orleans Pelicans, also an, another injury-plagued team, um, Anthony Davis is switching with his teammate Nikola Mirotic, who has been uh, diagnosed with an injury. So Anthony Davis is coming back when? Next week? Or are we looking at two weeks? What is the we, time? We to? don't know. Um, there's, there's, they just announced that he's returned. First it was you know four weeks. It could be four or five weeks. And then um, they're saying it's just a, t- a pain tolerance type of thing. And maybe he could come back within the next couple of weeks. So it's, I don't know. They really need him. Yeah. Uh, what are they, the 13th seed? Yeah, they they <laughs> barely beat the Timberwolves the other day. I mean, the number when he sits is just off the chart. So uh, every indication is that when Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis play, this team can be something. Without them, they're nothing. You think he's a top five player in the West? Not enough to make the all-star which we'll starting talk about. lineup. Yeah, we'll which talk about. we'll get to very shortly. All right. right. There's not much to say about this. What other pieces of news do you have? So the Phoenix Suns have been approved uh, for a buy-in from the Phoenix City Council of an arena improvement initiative of $150 million. The reason this is sort of newsworthy is, of course, it is one of those uh, taxpayer-funded initiatives, but also for the fact that it uh, shows incentive for the Phoenix Suns to remain in the city as it was uh, rumored that Robert Sarver was considering moving it to um, an alternative city such as Seattle, but that's mostly me hoping. So they're going to stay in Phoenix until 2037. That's the detail that came out of this. 
So they're going to be there for the foreseeable future for the next 16 years. Okay. So this is a good and bad news for whichever part of country you're from. If you're in the Seattle Northwest region, then you're like, oh, oh. maybe another franchise comes around. But, you know, for Phoenix fans, this is good news because they need that. Yes. I don't think they, they have a lot going for them roster-wise. Mm-hmm. So if this team sticks around, maybe you'll get better. But Sarva's not well-liked around the, 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 the league, so I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. It, it, it also means it's a little bit of a commitment not only to the team but also to his sort of um, not not team leadership but business leadership of the organization. Agreed. So you get what you get. On to, on to lighter fare. Uh, Wahash has some exciting news for us regarding the all-star lineups. Fresh starting. Fresh from the oven. Just announced on TNT, I believe. It's the Western starters for the All-Star game. Okay. And LeBron James is going to be captaining the ship. Like, that's a surprise. I'm I'm not surprised. And the fellow sailors are Steph, Harden, KD, and, drumroll, who's a surprise one? Paul George. Paul George. I mean, it's rightly deserved, by the way, because he has been out of his mind this year. Yeah, I've been, I've been standing candidate. him. I've been standing him. Defensive player of the year candidate. There you for go. Sure. He's probably there you Oh, go. he's going to win it. safety yeah. himself. This guy is, it's like he's channeling his inner Roberson. <laughs> interesting, interesting you say that. Um, <laughs> he was a defensive player of the year candidate last year until Roberson went out, so... See, he's Roberson. Now. Yeah, they yeah. forget about Ro- it's like Roberson never existed. It's like in him now. Imagine Roberson, but also on clutch on clutch on offense and putting oh, up yeah. twenty seven points per See, game. And can hit game winners now. <laughs> no two <to> denied. <laughs> the but, okay, but hold up, hold up, <laughs> real smooth. Hold up for this lineup a second. That's three. That's three wings on this lineup. So what, would you have wanted to see Jokic or Anthony Davis in there? Um, I mean yeah. a little bit. See, that's what I. I, I don't really. Who's like second that. in the West right now? It's the mile high advantage, everybody knows. That. I mean, it's true. It's scientifically proven, but still. I mean, I'm not saying Jokic doesn't deserve it, but AD has been out and his team isn't playing that great. Denver, you can make more of a case. But what is the case for Anthony Davis here? Denver has been the number one seed for 43 days. I think, I think we're mostly making... <laughs> you always say that. I think, we're mostly to, I think we're mostly making the case for Jokic here. He's, gay. He's got the stat written down. To I like have it. 44 I, days, 43 you don't days. See, you don't see the lines in the wall? Oh, that's true. <laughs> I've, been, I've been scratching it into the paint every day. Uh, for, for our listeners, there are no lines. <laughs> Okay, okay, and uh, that's fine. The West is fine. Just a little grumble with Jokic. I'm sure he'll make the reserve. What about the East? Okay, let's give you the Eastern uh, Eastern starters for the All-Star game. It is led by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, that's, that's, a, a, captain. that's a surprise to me, actually. Captain Giannis. That's um, a surprise. Everybody ready for some smoothies? Joining him. Ring the bell. <laughs> Not for that. <laughs> it's a freaking machine. Not freaking the All-Star game. He doesn't play Fortnite. No. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, Kawhi Leonard, well, Joel Embiid, Kyrie okay. Irving, and Charlotte's own Kemba Walker. Oh, okay. Surprise, surprise. That's a surprise. How do we feel about it? Um, my my conspiracy radar rings uh, starts What's ringing. Right, Tinfoil edition, Richard. Uh, where's the where's the where's the All Star game being held? So you think when the All Star game was in Toronto, Kyle Lowry only made it because of this reason? I mean, they reward winning, but sure, why not? Okay. Where was the All-Star game last year? Los Angeles, right? Did Brandon Ingram make it? 
I don't think Brendan Ingram was uh, <laughs> an all-star in the West last year. But I, I will say... When Whatever. We, I will say when it was in New Orleans, like, Anthony let's Davis give, got fed quite love. a bit. I mean, they're trying to re-sign him, you know, maybe this helps with this, the whole cause. Yeah, sure, why not? He I, loves the city of Charlotte. So are we... Do, do we have any qualms about the starting lineup? Like, should we... Did they exclude anybody from this list? Um, Bradley Beal, who's been on an absolute tear. Um, especially since John Wall went out, so he's he's just been a, a monster lately. And I don't know. I I think I would include his offense as you know on par or maybe better than Kemba's mm-hmm. with better defense. Okay, I'll, so. I'll for the sake of the argument, I would say as a media person, I would say his his peak was too late. Do you know what I mean? Like he started peaking. But like the injury can't. Right. Obviously, you can't. He got more usage that. after you know his teammate went. Yeah. Everybody yeah. eats, man. That's the that's motto. the new. That's the but new. here's the thing. I I kind of agree with both of you guys because he's saying that when John Wall went down, that's when Bradley Beal got to shine. Yeah. So I mean, prior to John Wall going down, it was like whose team is this really? Like John Wall wasn't really taking the reins because a he was injured a lot. Mm-hmm. B he like. Wasn't taking the season seriously enough. Apparently, his uh, controller unplugged. Exactly. <laughs> and sympathy way. <laughs> no, that was Bradley. Oh, sh- Come on, man, get your uh, backcourt right. <laughs> <laughs> so many wizard stories, you confuse them all. Yeah. What's Otto doing now? Playing great, right? Where's Austin? <laughs> Austin. Austin's in Houston. Austin, yeah. Premier River. He, uh, hey, he's been doing well. Down there. All the jokes aside. I think Bradley Beal should be named the reserve, right? We uh, can all agree. Absolutely, on that. absolutely. I mean, I mean, if it if he could take Victor Oladipo's spot. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, okay, so that so that give means, it to D'Lo, man. That means Pascal gets in for so, sure, right? Somebody is going to take that D- spot. D'Lo is going to take that spot. D'Lo, D-Lo Pascal, uh, Al Horford. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that. You can. I'm not even touching the Seattle. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not. Uh, all right. So, do we have another pieces of uh, of headlines that um, we have to go through? I think that's it for entry pass. But honestly, the the thing this, that I've been saving is that over the week there's been a lot of um, uh, not really leaks. It's just been a lot of scheduled news reports detailing players who've become uh, available for trade. So true. We are nearing that trade deadline, which is February the seventh. Yeah. So. It's not the most creative title, but I'm just going to give this our this, this is our trade alert because the you know the the trade deadline is all right. Mike, sound the horns. Two weeks trade away. alert. Yeah. So the the most interesting piece that I'm going to start off with is that the Memphis Grizzlies have placed um, Mike Conley and Mark Gasol for they've made them available in talks. That's huge trade. news. That's yeah, that means that we're really, really, really the moving grit away. And grind era has come to an end. Yeah. I mean, it's not really huge news. I mean, two years it is. too late. I mean, think about it, because Mike Conley and or Mark Gasol, if added to a you know certain you know certain teams right now, if they get like a Mark Gasol, let's look at the Lakers for example. Let's say they get Mark Gasol somehow. That that was this was rumored, I, I, right? So like they're looking for a, you know a good center. Uh, Mark Gasol could take that spot and. I feel like he'd be a great fit over there. He'd stretch the floor, play defense. And push up their age average. Play defense. <laughs> so if Shoot, he'd push up their free throw percentage too, wouldn't he? Nah. <laughs> Baj isn't touching no, any I'm not of touching any of that. <laughs> also, shouldn't I've heard or I've read that Chandler Parsons is also um on the block. He's been on the block for I'm, a while. I mean they're not they're not liking his moving screens. That's very true. Uh <laughs> 
was setting from what Los Angeles. I think he's in Los Angeles. Chandler Parsons. Right? Yeah, he stepped away from the team. So wasn't there an actual fire in their in their in the uh, locker room in yes. their locker room the yes. other day? Maybe that's going to ignite some fire in in the roster because they've been losing yeah, a lot. So it's a fire sale over there. But here's the deal: Chandler Parsons to the Hawks. I read that that could be a real thing. They're just trying to work out the money. Chandler Michael Park- Green has been inquired about a lot. Okay. He could be somebody that could help a playoff team. Okay, because his stretchability. And he's a tough body. Also, who gets moved first, Gasol or Conley? Conley. Conley. Conley has more value. They, you, you had a trade scenario in mind for. Yeah. Do you want to just roughly touch on that? Uh, I'm just thinking. Um, Detroit is is in dire need of you know getting a point guard. Uh, I don't think. Wait. Detroit is in dire need of everything. Yeah, besides Blake, Blake Griffin. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Richie Jackson isn't the answer, right? I, this, he's never. I mean, I mean, if what's that, the question? If that, if that, uh, if that is video bombing. Yeah, the question? if that video bomb is anything to go by, I really don't think he's the answer. <laughs> Blake agrees. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of chemistry in that video. Oh man, yeah, like explosive. Blake has more chemistry <laughs> with Steve Ballmer than he does with Richie Jackson. <laughs> I mean, true. I, Could least, you imagine if he ran away? Oh, my God. I didn't see Reggie no, Jackson. He's, I just he's contractually <laughs> obligated to do that interview. He's not running away. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting. I also... The reason I think uh, Mike Conley gets moved before Mark Gasol is that just historically, Memphis has shown to have a high asking price. For Marcus All, no matter what, like even even if they're in a even if they realize they're entering a um, it's a buyer's market and they realize they're going to be selling low, they're still going to be asking for probably more than what I think most teams are comfortable with. Marcus All wants to contend. Are the reports? Um, okay, hearing. Okay. Also, he loves Memphis. He's been there since he moved from wherever he moved from. Because Paul Gasol was in Memphis when he first started yeah. his career, so he's he only knows Memphis as home, and that's I heard it's a little bit hard for him to imagine any other place to play. Also, contending, I think he's torn between those two things, and he's not getting any younger, and his play has really kind of kind it's of leveled dropped. off and start yeah like after injury he got injured for a little bit and then mm-hmm. his play just wasn't the same so Conley can get you a lot of value because Conley st- I th- I still think he's one of the best like point guards in the league he's underrated so he's got a pretty hefty price tag that goes with him though I mean he's also injured a lot we have to we also have to take that into He came back from an Achilles last year He does but he's playing pretty well this year healthy too and he won't make the wrong move and everybody is, thought people coming back from Achilles wouldn't be playing well. So Memphis is two years behind on this rebuild. They should have pulled the entire ship apart. And yeah, but then instead what they did was just like fill the holes with G-leaguers. I feel like if years. they had done that, Seattle would probably have a team by now. Wow, really? Yeah? Memphis fans are loyal, by the way. More loyal than well, it, it, New Orleans anyway. It's a, yeah, it's a weird market where they love their team, but it's just... They don't have any other pro sports team... Like apart from like Nashville has as a hockey and a football team. Oh, Nashville really... Predators are a good time. So what are we saying? Should, is something going to happen for Memphis this year, or in terms of winning? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. In terms of trade, they're not going to win anymore. They're going to tank, so they need to trade these players. Yeah. I don't know, man. All right. Other right. trade scenarios. Uh, we have the Hawks have made some interesting players available. Um, Kent Bazemore, Dwayne Dedman, and Torian Prince. 
are rumored to be available for trade. Jordan Tar- Prince is a good good player. Fourteen and four. That's what's the most interesting part of that. Yeah, uh, I thought he was part of the young core moving forward. Do you mind explaining? Yeah, that no, a I think a bit of this move. Yeah, if you've uh, noticed as of late, they're they're tr- they're giving a lot of minutes to this uh, young core of John Collins, Trey Young, and Kevin Herter. Um, it's interesting because Kevin Herter he's been playing over thirty five minutes a game for the past I don't know five six games at least. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if there's a really a place for Torian Prince in that in that whole situation. Uh, when they're when they're playing those guys, mm-hmm. so I'm not I'm not sure. The th- the key thing that stands out here is that Bazemore has a pretty hefty price tag. It's about 19.3 this year, and he's got a player option next year. He's totally going to opt into. So he's a little bit harder to move than Torian Prince. That's yeah. manageable. Dwayne Dedman has been shooting lights out from three this year. So a team a playoff team could use that weapon. He'll he'll find a home somewhere. Um, also, Tyler Dorsey's on the block, who's playing the G League team now just to get minutes and reps so other teams can see what he can do because they're not playing him. But when you look at the Atlanta Hawks, the main thing that stands out is that they have a direction going forward. Unlike the Bulls and unlike the Cavs, they actually are tanking towards something. And they're also 8-8 eight and eight in the last 16 games. So they've also been kind of winning with this roster. Trey Young is a little bit better now. Facilitating. Exactly. So Trey Young's not shooting that much anymore. He's realizing that... You know, moving moving the ball helps everybody, and they have a cohesive unit now. Even though sometimes they look awful, but sometimes they actually look like they could belong on a on a legitimate NBA. Yeah, they, NBA. Hung, they hung in with the yeah, Raptors a couple of days. Also, you know, if you think about it, um, they have a couple of draft picks coming up in the next year as well. One very well could be Zion. Another one coming from Dallas, who you know, without JJ Barea, has been on a little bit of a slide. Mm-hmm. So that draft pick could be within the top ten. So it's it's uh, they're things are looking up in Atlanta. Two really two up. lottery picks potentially. So they got to move these players. Ken Bazemore is going to be a little bit hard, in my opinion. Yeah, I, my my question is just because Ken Bazemore is the big price tag. Before we move on here, is does he actually move the needle for a, a team if they acquire him? Yeah, he's actually a good player. He's very he's uh, he's let's say some some somewhat of like a PG light in that he's a free safety on defense. He's. Uh, He's, when he plays, I think he's one of the top deflections per 36, which is a weird stat. But he, he's, he leads the league. In, That's a real stat, though. Yeah. So he's, he's good. He's very active on defense. He's, you know, his hands are everywhere. And just The answer is, if you can play D and you can shoot threes, you're always going to be wanted in this league. Daryl Morey just ran out to court. Well, that's what I was going to say. This, <laughs> this whole Atlanta trade package just sounds like I mean, Houston. New Orleans could benefit from a player like... Ken Bazemore, there but they're go. not going to do that because they are after Otto Porter apparently. So, so Houston's offering four first-round picks for uh, Torian Prince. Bazemore? And Ken, uh, Ken Bazemore? Yeah, that, that's, sure. that sounds fine. Depth, give hey. James Harden more depth. That's all they need. You're giving up picks for deflections. <laughs> that's all. That, that's all you need. All you need is James Harden and some deflections. Yeah, because Daryl Morey, all he thinks about is Ken Freed. You need beating Ken the Freed. Warriors, the Manimal. All yeah. right, um, I'm just going to fold these two teams together just to get this through quickly the chicago bulls traded for uh carmelo anthony and <laughs> atlanta hawks legend carmelo anthony <laughs> i wanted to see if i could get through that without you guys noticing <laughs> oh, yes man. uh yeah so carmelo is on the bulls well carmelo is now like an unrestricted free agent nobody really noticed oh too. they so haven't released kinda... him yet apparently the contract has not been released quite yet can it somebody be, let this man breathe <laughs> So this is like how what is many, he doing? How many years too late is this move? Like, yeah, he's collecting so, jerseys. 
No, he's actually collecting hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> For when he's Too on the shit. beach. <laughs> Too shit. <laughs> Uh, oh the Bulls God. and Knicks have discussed the trade for J- Jabari Parker, but they want a third team to take on Ennis Cantor, which apparently nobody seems to do. I mean... Because the NBA apparently wants to play games in Turkey? Yeah, so the let me just fold in the rest of the, the players made available by the Knicks before we get into Cantor. Don't so, tell me Nulakino's on the list. He is. Oh, Frankie. Man. He is, I'm telling you. Are you giving up on him I'm already? Te- yeah, he is. Um... Courtney Lee, who is always on this list, and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I forgot uh, Courtney Lee was in the NBA still. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's consistently <laughs> no uh, disrespect on the trade Lee. block. He's, That's it. He's always. He's consistently a Nick. Is what <laughs> <laughs> Mike Breen will never say bang. <laughs> okay. Um, so it, it's surprising to me that Cantor, who is a, a player that was loyal in... Oklahoma and was known for being loyal, but actually was famously hated in Utah. Is now trying to talk his way out of out of New York. The Big for, Apple, yeah. Well, because they're lying to him about whether or not he's starting. Right? They, he come. He starts today. The they think he's gonna. He thinks he's gonna start. He shows up to the game. He he doesn't play any minutes. Shouldn't everybody be talking to them? They were out of New York. Like, who wants to be in New York? I'm Luke, sorry, Luke Cornette. Well, like, Fizzle might or might not play me today. Like, Fizzle's been, been kind of really off with this. So I don't blame. The blame is not entirely on Canner. But it's also kind of on Kenner because Kenner takes drama with him wherever he goes. It's true. So I don't. I take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to that guy. Like I don't know what the Knicks told him, what they didn't tell him. But what I know is that Kenner cannot produce anymore for uh, meaningful teams ever. Yeah, like, he's that, he's one of those empty stats kind of guy. Yeah, and when he does produce, it's it's not really conducive to winning. So maybe he should be on the Knicks. That's your perfect place, Kenner. Stay there. Shut yeah. up. Make some money. Don't go to Turkey. Stay there. Yeah, we're talking, we're team, talking about a guy. Team up. Who, Sorry. Yeah, we're talking about a guy who talked his way out of Utah and Turkey. Well, so. <laughs> there you go. And he could. We are a political show. <laughs> and if the and if the trade goes through, he could team up with the other empty stats guy, Jabari Parker, who will play at least more than ten minutes in New York. Oh, but will he play defense? <laughs> no. <laughs> Find out on the next episode of Back to the Basket. Also, ten minutes, man. They should play him more, especially Wendell when going down. You think his minutes should have gone up? I mean, right? it's an AAU team over there, so wow. He's probably doing more burpees and suicides <laughs> than minutes, I guess. <laughs> Man. Uh. I'm gonna roast on Boylan until he's there. How can you not roast on Jim Pax and Boylan? Like it's just awful with that with that team. I can't imagine what Zach Levine's feeling right now. He's feeling like he's getting paid a lot to kind of shoot threes. That's true. <laughs> Chris Dunn, <laughs> I hope you make it out of there. Yeah, yes, that's true. Lowry Marksman. Yeah, and Lowry. Okay, so I think now someone mentioned to me that we have a couple of letters in our mailbag. So this is our new segment called Mikey's Mailbag, where Mike gave us a couple of listener questions, or we're going to answer them to the best of our abilities. Okay, we, shout we, out we, to Mikey Mike. I know, we pretend to be experts, so let's act like them. Uh, first up, we have a question from Alan... From New York City. Whoa, Big Apple. And he asks, what we were just talking about, actually, is Fizdale the coach moving forward? How long is his contract? Four years. Four years. years. That sounds like moving forward to me. Right yeah, now. but with the questionable moves, what, what Allen means is that Fizdale hasn't really managed minutes or players that well, even though they keep losing. So he's not giving these guys 
the run that they need to get better. Lilikina has been DNP for I don't even know how many games this year. Didn't play on Christmas famously. Also, Canner's been complaining even though this is... I mean, maybe he's not a really a young guy to develop, but I understand your point. Uh, well, maybe if they had some NBA players, Fizdale could win some games. He hasn't been consistent with the minutes, and that's... Uh, no, it's been... The it's, fan base is kind of turning on Fizdale already. Okay. It's kind of been a mess. Uh, I mean, but we're talking about the Knicks. But who, so. is, who is he really there to develop, right? Like, he's there to develop... Kevin Knox... Porzingis. Porzingis, who's injured. We have Emmanuel Moutier, who's been playing out of his mind lately. Well, he's the only... Emmanuel Moutier is the only one who's getting consistent. I mean, I wouldn't say out of his mind. It's still like... Ah, okay, compared yeah, to his compared to what stats. he was doing before. Right. Absolutely. His Denver You have life. to say, he's, he's been improved. He's shown improvement. These are meaningless games for the Knicks, so why not put out the guys that you drafted really high for, for them to develop? But also, this could be one of those things where Nilakina is not... Scott Perry's dude or Fisdale's. He's actually from the previous regime of Jackson. See, that's not fair because Natsilakina, you know, he's not he's not out there standing for whatever regime drafted him, right? Like he's just yeah. There but to... they might be saying that this is not the guy we drafted or the guy we didn't want, so oh, he's not going to get like, some playing time. Yeah, and this also, is not the direction we want. He just can't team. shoot to stay on the floor. He just can't shoot from anywhere. Literally, not even from 10 feet. The guy can't shoot. He he can't even shoot out of pick and rolls, which is one of the easiest shots you can find. Yeah, he was drafted ahead of some some pretty pretty notable guys, too. List them out. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, Dennis Smith Jr. was drafted right after him. Um, Jury's still out on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. I channeled my inner... No, you have to apologize. You have to apologize. Oh, I do. On the record, I apologize. Please come back, Dennis. Notable. We need you because JJ Barrett went down. Yeah. He was drafted ahead of notable sharpshooter Luke Kennard. Um, and some guy, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah, some rookie. Some potential some rookie of the year. And ahead of Bam Bam. Bam Bam. He was drafted ahead of John Collins. TJ Leaf. Uh, TJ Leaf. Jared Allen. Jared Allen, OG Ananobi. Notable sharpshooter. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. The deep draft, man. Derek White, Josh Hart. There's a lot of guys. This draft goes deep, and he was drafted number eight. Do you think he's going to be ever playing up to that level? I mean, Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Probably yeah. not with the Knicks. Maybe with some minutes. Uh, <laughs> Fizdale can't offer him. Look, anybody can learn how to shoot, right? We're seeing this with Ben Simmons. Yeah. So, defensively, Nilakina is... Wait. <laughs> what did you just no. say? No, I have to... No! <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's learning how to... What? With shoot him. the ball. How many jump shots has he had in his career? I can't give you a on, on video, there are at least three. <laughs> <laughs> three per how many? Hey, I'm just happy somebody in Philadelphia is shooting again. Yeah, there you go. Markel Fultz in a practice gym? <laughs> oh, we're not, we're not I, talking I, about I can't that. discuss whether or not I've seen video of that. Yips <laughs> consultant. <laughs> you got to sign waivers. Yeah. Sign okay. waivers to see any video. Uh, we have another mailbag question, I believe. Yes. The second question comes to us from Terrence from Windsor, Ontario. Whoa, shout out. Border Town. Uh, I'm guessing it's really cold there. It's more snowy, really, than anything. It's cold here, too. So the question is, Detroit Pistons' current landscape, what is it like? Like, what are they going to trade for? <laughs> Literally, They have to make some moves like we talked about before. Andre Drummond is rumored to be... Uh, there are several teams that are interested in him. I feel like Charlotte is one of them. Charlotte wants... I believe Charlotte, if they could somehow get Gasol... That would be nice. But they'll settle. They don't want to give up on Kemba. No. So Detroit needs guard help. 
they have literally no guards to run their offense. And right. Blake is bringing the ball up every time, and this which is, is not my, bad. But he's in the in the photo bomb in the photo bomb video. He is quoted as saying, "How we close the game is not ideal." So yeah. even even when they win, he's not happy because they're not good when he sits. They're awful when he sits. They're not even that great when he's on the floor. That's because he doesn't have any wing help. Stanley Johnson's been crap. They're playing guys like Langston Galloway, not that great. Well, that's a throwback. Reggie Bullock. Oh, Reg- Reggie's another story, man. He's a- um He's he's kind of okay. Yeah. I mean, they're getting major minutes from Jose Calderon and Zaza Pachulia. Not a good this? sign. Wow. What not a good sign. Ish Schmidt has been out, so their backup guard, is- who was supposed to be their point guard, is now... Is Calderon still shooting 98% from the free throw line? That's Michael. That's Brogdon, isn't it? Oh yeah, Brogdon, Brogdon this year. He's, he's, he missed one though. He's channeling his inner Jose Calderon. Yeah, there you go. That's not a bad thing to channel. But to stay on the point, you you had a good proposal on, on what uh, yeah. Detroit could do to remedy this. I, I believe if they package guys like Kennard, um, Stanley Johnson, a pick, um, some some salary filler, they could maybe get Mike Conley. That would be a good piece on that team. So the word from the Pistons front office is that they are really high on Luke Kennard and they don't want to move on from him. That's valid. That's sure. what I've heard. Sure. So maybe Stanley Johnson and Reggie Bullock could be packaged with a pick. I don't know. Do something. I wouldn't do that if I was Memphis. Would you do Drummond for Conley? See, Drummond for... Yes. If I'm if I'm Detroit, I would do it because you... the pair isn't working for them. Yeah. It's just not the right fit. Um, but I, I don't know if I would do Drummond for Conley. But here's the thing. If you I, want maybe, to rebuild... Maybe Drummond for Gasol is, mm-hmm. is, is another proposed idea. I believe Zach Lowe was stated as saying this, where um, you know, Drummond for Gasol could be a, you know, a one-for-one one where Detroit moves off an extra year of Drummond's contract uh, with a piece that's not fitting, and they, they get Gasol, who's on a expiring technically he has a player option for next year which he may take he's probably going to take his 20, he's going to opt in it's 25 million in the market but that saves you an extra year of having to pay drummond a whole lot of money that's true so my my counter question to this i know it's not good to answer a question with a question but i like for the detroit fans listening are you happy would you be happy with a trade involving either of these two players and it results you with either the seven or eight seed, and it's like sort of that barely contending. It's the same as it's actually worse than where Blake was when he was with the Clippers. That's Look, here's the thing: from my understanding, making the playoffs for these teams is a big deal because it's actual revenue you're bringing in. You get two home games; that's real money. And these teams need money because Detroit is not filling seats. Oh yes, no, so it's... financially, for this team, because in the foreseeable future, you're not. You're not a championship contender. You just can't see it because of the roster you have constructed now. Yeah. So unless these picks develop into something crazy in the next couple of years, which I don't see happening, making the playoffs this year when you're right on the bubble means a lot more to these teams than you might think because of the extra revenue coming in. More importantly, I think if you do the Gasol move, do you see it being a right fit with Blake Griffin? I, I just don't see that happening i mean like you still don't have anyone taking care of ball handling duties with both of your so point guards you out. trade for a guard you don't trade for a big like bigs are fine drummond you numbers wise it makes sense to get rid of him for sure but on court it just doesn't make any sense to me so well, if you're not trading for a guard then then you shouldn't be making any moves really. it's true it's true they they do need a conley more than they 
need a gasol. So everybody, uh, Kemba's a hot commodity now. Yeah, right? Kemba should be a hot commodity. If whatever offer you need to throw at Charlotte, do it. It's he's not going to get. What, what, are, what are they known for? What's their food in in Charlotte? What's the what's the food there? Uh, fried chicken, yeah, corn, if, corn grits. If if I'm if I'm Kemba Walker, I'm hosting a lot of collard greens. I'm I'm hosting a lot of uh, fried chicken dinners with other other team players over the weekend. Just tampering, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't tell him to do it. <laughs> oh, Adam Silver's okay with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's fine. Yeah. So that wraps up our week's uh, episode. It was a good one. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Even though we sometimes take a long break, we will always come back and give you better content to listen to. We appreciate all the questions again from Terrence and Alan from New York. Yes, thank you. A lot of fun discussing Detroit, actually. That's a wrap. Any last thoughts? No. Excited for the All-Star game in Charlotte? Yeah. League pass game. Kemba is. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good joke. That's a wrap. All right. Bye. That's it for this week's edition of Back to the Basket Podcast. Feel free to find us wherever you find your podcast, be it the iTunes, Google Pods, or Spotify. Please give us that blue check mark and interact with us wherever you engage in social media. You'll find all of our info in the show notes. And remember, we may have our backs to the baskets, but we'll never turn our backs on our fans. Bye. Bye. Peace.